0: Hello and welcome to the We Are Geeks Horror Channel and our Invasion of the Body Snatchers retrospective podcast, where every Friday and every Wednesday we'll be covering a new installment in the classic horror franchise. Warning, this podcast contains strong language and spoilers throughout. The We Are Geeks podcast series is published by WeAreTessellate.com and is a completely independent podcast. We Are Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the film's reference and no infringement is intended geeks
1: geeks
0: hello and welcome to episode three of the we are geeks invasion of the body snatchers retrospective what do they do
1: say <laughs> snacksters snatch
0: snatchers that's what
1: we are right now i think <laughs> you're hungry snacksters, snacksters. <laughs> it
0: is getting too close to dinner time okay uh, yep yep <laughs> third episode we're talking about the 1993 remake reboot reimagining whatever you want to call it um, although the, t- the tagline to this was The Invasion Continues. So I feel it makes you f- consider it might be a sequel, even. So we can talk about that. Uh, 93 movie directed by Abel Ferrara, um, who went on, well, actually it just came off the back of Bad Lieutenant. He did The King of New York. He went on to do 444 Last Down Earth. Starring, we've got a whole bunch of people here. So we've got Gabrielle Anwar, who I knew I knew her from stuff. Um, and I couldn't think what. Is it, she
2: the lead girl? Yeah, lead girl. Yeah, I know I've seen her and stuff, but I can't say what.
0: So she was in the 80s Prince Caspian and The Voice of the Dawn Treader TV show. Uh, which is a little in a little slasher film I saw called The Ripper. She was also in an episode of Sherlock. Um, she was one of the animated characters in Adam Sandler's Crazy Eight. Hmm. Was that Adam Sandler's one? Oh, no, he was Crazy... He was
2: Eight Crazy Nights. Eight Crazy Nights. Yeah. Well, I think
0: thinking so completely different. Uh, she's in Burn Notice a lot at the moment. I know her as the girl in that great scene from Scent of a Woman. With Al Pacino,
2: maybe that's what I know her from because I don't watch any of that other stuff.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, and it only just clicked this time. I was really, like, I just suddenly was just looking through stuff. I was like, Oh, of course, mm. a woman. Mm. she's great in that. Um, we've got Meg Tilly, the little sister to Jennifer Tilly, uh, who was also in the Big Chill Sleep with Me. She's just in a film now called Anti Birth. Uh, we had Terry Kinney, um, he was uh, the place the father, he is in the last Mohicans, the firm, Sleepers. He's now in billions. Uh, we have Billy Worth, who uh, is the, yeah, the handsome kid. Uh, he was in <laughs> The Lost Boys and an episode of Sex in the City, and not much else. Forrest Whitaker, who doesn't need Makes much sense. introduction, <laughs> um, but Arrival, Platoon, Last King of Scotland, Ghost Dog, Rogue One. Then we got R. Lee Ermey, uh, who's a, a classic actor from Full Metal Jacket, Toy Story Seven, and then a little kid played by Riley Murphy.
2: I thought you meant Toy Story Seven. No.
0: I was no, like, The what? film seven. I have them
2: been in a coma. <laughs> well,
0: they're doing four right now, aren't they? So don't yeah, do get They'll get them.
2: I know, but I just didn't know if they had jumped ahead without me knowing.
0: Um so, on the last back of the last episode, we all recommended the 1978 movie Invasion oh. of the Body Snatchers. Um and, and at the tail end of that you guys were saying that you, well, you kinda of got one each other over, really, because Katie, you were saying you didn't want a sequel to that. Well, um, I said
2: I didn't want a sequel unless it was like a sequel that Ali had described.
0: That's what I'm saying, yeah. You started off by saying that and then Ali kind of convinced you a sequel could actually be interesting if yeah. you went left field with it if and did something did it different. Well. Yeah, but what you didn't want to see was the same story again, necessarily. Yeah. We've seen it twice with the same characters. Yeah, You want to see it mixed up and you do get that here. So this film is the <laughs> furthest away from the original novel. Um, it only r- sort of brings back a couple of, of things. From the other films which we will get into as we pick through this Um, but it is a very different movie and it's a very 90s movie Um, and we should reflect upon the point that in 1993 we were stuck from the end of the 80s we've already skipped by so it's been 15 years since the 1978 version we skipped through all of the 80s horror which really was a turning point for horror we skipped the entire slasher genre like it's just come and gone Um, and wouldn't resurface again until that 95 where scream turned up and changed horror for the 90s and this is really it's well known as like a a slum time in horror very little of worth came out between 1989 and 1995 Um, and this film sits right bang smack in the middle of all that but before we get to film let's get a little bit of context on the year was the year when uh, Czechoslovakia ceased to exist as the Czech Republic and Slovakia separate. It was also the year when State of Washington executed Wesley Allen Dodd by hanging, and it was the first judicial hanging in America since 1965. Uh, Bill Clinton was sworn in as your president. The Star Fox series had its debut on the Super Nintendo. Tennis star Monica Sellers was stabbed in the back by an obsessed fan of rival Steffi Graf. And the Mighty morphe Power Rangers debuted oh, for the very first yeah. time on Fox Kids, and Michael Jackson was accused by Evan Chandler of sexually molesting Jordan Chandler, his 13-year-old son.
1: Wow, wow. Jeez.
0: So we're right, you know, getting bad things. <laughs> <laughs> the top 10 films of 1993: at number 10 was The Pelican Brief, at number nine was Philadelphia, number oh. eight was Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. very nice. It's <laughs> good so far. <laughs> <Indiana's>. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven was Cliffhanger. In a bed. Number six yeah. was Indecent Proposal. Yeah. I used to love that film. Robert Redford. So we're having sex on the bed full of money. Yeah. <laughs> number five <laughs> is the way. firm. Remember that time when those, yeah. all the films were getting a pelican breathe, the firm. Oh yeah. Like it was all, all a conspiracy shit. theories. Yeah. Uh number four was Schindler's List. Wow. Number three was The Fugitive. Another one of those movies. Number two was Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Very
1: nice.
0: And the number one movie of 1993, grossing nearly a billion dollars, Jurassic Park.
2: I would pretty watch all of those movies. movies Yeah, right now. Well,
0: maybe we can do a 1993 <laughs> retrospective at some point. That's pretty great. That would be a
2: fun list, like to do the top 10 films of a year.
0: Yeah, we could totally do that. We'll just mm-hmm. write off the next year. Let's just do that. For sure. From... We have a reason to do it for 1993, though, because most importantly, it was also the year that uh, Alison Holland was born. Yay! Yeah! How Is was A the... boo? No, it's a boop. <laughs> boop, boop. <laughs> How was the year for you, Ali? Was it a good year?
1: I w- was only alive for 11 days of it. Excellent. Yep. Good. That was great. <laughs> so, so you avoided most of those things. quickly. You just jumped in for
0: <laughs> the, the Jurassic Park and Power Rangers. There you go. And Star Fox. <laughs> um, okay, so guys.
2: Yeah. You- <laughs> <laughs> this film. <laughs> Tell you what so
0: joining that, that great list of movies. You just said there were ten all ten of those movies you'd happily watch again. Sure. Would you would you throw this one in there?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> I would throw it out of something. <laughs> a lot of things I would throw it out of.
0: So Ali, as with all these movies, this was your first experience yep. with body snatches? That is correct. Okay. How were you feeling coming into it? Were you did you have expectations? Were you a bit wary? It's a nineties movie.
1: I didn't really have any expectations other than you saying. I don't think you'll like it more than this one, but maybe you'll like it as much or less than the 50s. And so in my head, I was like, that means we'll like it less than the 50s version.
0: The 70s version, you mean? Or the 50s no, version? No, the, fift- I oh, the 50s. I think you said the 50s. Okay. Um, Watson? What? Your first <laughs> <laughs> you I don't want to talk hey. about this movie. <laughs> uh, this is your first time?
2: With this film, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And only time, probably.
0: Okay. <laughs> Spoilers I'm leaving it very you. mysterious. I don't know if you've noticed. It's hard to gauge how you felt about I know. this.
2: Um, yes, this was my first time watching this. Um, I didn't. I'm very familiar with the range of '90s films, and I understand that I either really like them or I really don't. And I just sort of from the beginning of this, I was let down. So I didn't it, like. From there on, I wasn't expecting much to get better.
0: Okay. But coming in you weren't particularly excited i
2: didn't really know what to expect um honestly i kind of gauged it to be around this area i didn't think i was gonna like it pretty much
0: so i've actually watched this a number of times um i saw it because it, it come out like i saw it after it come out so yeah i saw the 70s one in when i was about in 98 that kind of time so this film had already been out for about four years um, so once I realized how much I loved the 70s one, this is naturally the one I went to next. I didn't go back to the 50s one um, and hadn't until this podcast. Um, and I remember enjoying it. Like I remember initially being disappointed because it certainly wasn't as good a film as the 70s. But as a teenager, you know, just getting into horror for the first time. Um, and in that late spat in the 90s, which was a horror time, which I really enjoyed. It was very sanitized horror. But the well, yeah, I know what you did last summer and urban legend and scream and stuff um I I and the faculty was coming out and that I knew was sort of based on body snatches though not by name and that's the next one that we'll be dealing with so yeah I went back to this one and got it on VHS and and did watch it a few times like I remember there were bits in it that I really liked bits that I really didn't like but at its worst I remember it as being an effective 90s like thriller horror film I haven't returned to it since goodness maybe <laughs> 13 14 years it's been a long time since i've right. seen this movie i was in my early 20s probably the last time i saw the it. the
2: world has changed world it has you have changed, changed tastes I hope. may have changed we'll see <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we'll see physically emotional changes
0: um and at the time when this film came out it had some great reviews um it was actually shown in competition at Cannes 1993 which is quite a prestigious thing to be in the competition and it garnered positive reviews from people like roger ebert who considered it a superior film to both of the last iterations, giving it four stars out of four for its psychological realism and social criticism. "Quote: As sheer movie making, it is skilled and knowing and deserves the highest praise you can give a horror film. It works."
2: Maybe I should have made movies in the '90s because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I could have made this movie.
0: <laughs> I love how the end of his sentence is like it, the highest praise you can give horror film. It works. (laughs) It's competent, so it's fantastic. It had
2: a beginning and an end, I think. Uh,
0: Other critics uh, panned the film. The Washington Post, for example, called it a soulless replica of Don Siegel's 1956 model and the 78 update. It does still currently have around about a 71% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes, Mm. um, which is, or Tomatoes, whichever you prefer.
2: Whatever country you're in. Um,
0: Which is a a substantially high rating for a film like this. Horror films don't normally do that well. Um, so yeah, we had, it cost about $13 million. Um, I did forget to mention on the previous podcast, but yeah, the 78 one cost $3.5 million. We are 15 years later, so there is inflation, but it's still definitely an upgrade in terms of budget and uh, intention. Uh, Warner Brothers eventually, though, released it to only a few dozen theaters and it ended up grossing domestically just under half a million dollars. Um, so it was a huge loss for them yeah. in terms of, of cinema outings. I'm not sure how well it clawed it back in the video options, but in those days you made a lot of money back in the video. Right. Um, and we were just about to hit DVD a few years later, so I'm sure it did. Okay. Um, interestingly, the producer of this one, Robert H. Solo, um, was also a producer on the 1978 version. Hmm. Wow. Um, which is strange because there aren't many things to tie these two together. Right. Um, but yeah, a lot, of, a lot of the old versions are kind of shaken off. Um, as we said earlier, this goes, veers a long way away from the book. Um, it moves completely out of California um, into an army base. Uh, one of the few things that is, is brought back is actually the character Jimmy Grimaldi from the 1956 version. Remember him, that little kid? Um, oh. oh, yeah, yes. the
1: one who's like, that's not my mommy.
0: Yep. Right. So he's yep. actually reimagined as her brother. Her brother. Little brother. Andy. Um, And they decided to bring back the voiceover um, from the original 956 version as well. Uh, From the 70s version, they bring back the garbage trucks. And of course, the now staple otherworldly scream and point. Right. Who wants a plot?
2: I'll Um, take a plot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) let's let's see if you get one.
0: (laughs) Stephen Malone, an agent from the Environmental Protection Agency, is sent to a military base in Alabama to test possible <laughs> effects. It's the only way to say that word. That's a great <laughs> To test possible effects on the surrounding ecological system caused by military actions. With him, he brings his teenage daughter from his first marriage, Marty, his second wife, Carol, and Marty's half-brother, Andy. Having run into a threatening MP member at a local gas stop, Marty quickly makes friends with the base commander's daughter, Jen, while Andy struggles to settle in at school, noticing all of the children acting in strangely conformist ways. Both Marty and Andy meet Tim, a helicopter pilot living on the base who Marty is immediately attracted to. (laughs) Meanwhile, their father, Steve, begins to realize something strange is happening on the base, having run in with the medical officer Major Collins, played by Forest Whitaker, claiming people on the base are having mass psychosis. Soldiers pick giant pods from the river near the base at night and Andy sees his mother disintegrate before his eyes and she's replaced by a cold, naked replica that no one believes him. Until Marty and her father are also nearly replicated the following night and all hell breaks loose as the entire base begins to hunt them down and the other survivors. In the confusion, Steve is replicated and Marty and Andy are saved by Captain Hanson Tim, who then manages to get hold of a helicopter gunship just in time to see Marty and Andy taken away by the pod people to a room where the survivors are being systematically duplicated. Tim sneaks in, rescues Marty and Andy, only to discover that the little boy has also been duplicated. They throw his tiny torso from the helicopter, watching him plunge to the earth as he points and screams. Tim destroys the trucks filled with pods with the helicopter's rockets, while Marty confesses her profound hatred in a voiceover narration. While they land on another base, the words of Marty's stepmother earlier said in the film, can be heard, um, albeit slowed down, suggesting that the phenomena may have already spread beyond the army base. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to run? where are you going to hide? nowhere? because there's no one le- like you left. That's pretty much it. Yep. Pretty simple movie, um, pretty simple plot which yeah. for me is always a benefit with these. I feel the simpler they keep these uh, in terms of just the, yeah, the minutiae of the complexities, the better. What I'm interested in, as I was with the 50s one and the 70s one, are the characters and then how they deal with the psychosis of what's going on around them. And yeah, the psychological kind of ramifications of that in a sort of small pot boiler mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um All right. <laughs> right from the beginning of this movie yes the previous ones we started clouds the first one second one we started off literally on an alien planet with some surreal yeah. cool imagery this one we start off 90s style <laughs> we got some space images we got some obnoxious music yes and a very long credit sequence very yeah. long um before yeah like i i didn't miss anything do we we don't see a spaceship in this or do we see anything moving in our no. it's like
1: stars and
2: yeah it's really focused on the replacing of the letters and yeah. the title body Starts centers because it like they like replace them turns black which was cool at the beginning and then i it got really boring <laughs> <laughs> you're just like come on because it. <laughs> it got down to what like the t or something and you're just like, oh, it was going gosh. so but slow it was like they slowed it down there towards the end so yeah
0: um, and then after that, we kick in with what every 90s horror movie started with, which is a shot over woods. <laughs> Ev- I'm not kidding. Every 90s horror <laughs> film starts with this same helicopter shot looking down over woods. They're whizzing by fast and then you pan up and you see the town. or Normally you'll see a car on the lonely road. Sure. Um, this one starts exactly the same. And we get a return of the voiceover. Mm-hmm. So how do you guys feel about just the idea of the voiceover coming back? It was something we all criticized a little bit, the 1956 version for being a bit too noirish i don't feel it's noirish here it's definitely trying to get into a sort of dearest diary kind of place
2: yeah i think it had honestly more place here than it had in the 50s one just simply because you're going from the point of view of a teenager um notoriously not the most communicative humans so you are kind of getting this sort of insight into how she's feeling even though it's pretty evident on her face because she just seems really grumbly and unhappy with her position in life um and it didn't recur too often so that i guess made it okay i don't i'm not the biggest fan of voiceovers in general but i understood that at least they didn't get it make it too annoying here in my opinion yeah Yeah.
1: definitely served more of a purpose in this one just because in the 50s version it was just narrating everything that we saw on screen right so if You are just listening to it in the background then sure you know what's happening but everything else it was super unnecessary at least this is insight into her thoughts
0: yeah that's true that's true i'm not a fan of voiceover normally um unless it's used in the right context like adaptation or something like that um but yeah this the idea of bringing voiceover back for this is it's fine with me i guess i just feel it's unnecessary i don't see like why they can't clearly show what's going on with this person like i feel these movies at their core should be ensemble movies so having a voiceover from someone feels a bit strange to me and we can talk about whether this movie is an ensemble or not because i think it's a bit confused about that i think it's not 100 percent sure obviously she is our lead character Beyond. she is our miles yeah um albeit her father is actually more like miles in terms of his job and his personality in some mm-hmm. ways Um, But it's the 90s So we have to get rid of All the regular characters We don't have an Elizabeth We don't have a Miles We have a young teenage girl Which is the staple of Most horror movies from the 80s onwards Um, So it is playing catch up I feel with where the horror genre has got to but I feel that, yeah, it makes it a little bit more muddled. And having the VO just kind of, it's, every time it kept popping up, because you're right, like it wouldn't be there the whole film. And every time it popped up, yeah, it only up, happened, like,
2: oh. I think, twice or three times.
0: Yeah, which kind of annoys me more. I'm oh, like, is it? it? Was, yeah, for me, if it was the whole time or not at all. Like oh. it, when it just pops in, I feel like you're just trying to normally explain something that you haven't yeah, successfully told in your me. Gaps. Yeah. yeah. I Which feel, for this, I don't even think it was that. I feel like it was pointless. Most of the VO I get is like, well, I didn't need to know that. Like, it's.
2: Right. I think at the beginning, their intention was be- to establish that that was not her mother and that was not her brother. So you had this feeling of her being isolated mm-hmm. um, and alone, even though she had a dad there, but then, uh, like, he wasn't really involved with her life. Um, and then to sort of, I thought it was an interesting choice to choose what is essentially a replacement family in this setting, like in this theme of movie when things are replaced, like the bodies are replaced and it made it interesting. I thought it would like at the beginning, I was like, oh, you know, they're taking an interesting angle on things and um, pursuing it from a, an organic element, which I thought was cool.
0: Yeah, I will say this, like I'm, I'm going to say a lot of mean things about this movie yeah. as we go through it, but I, a problem that I don't have with this movie is it's setup. up. I actually think it's set up as a smart idea, like the idea of just a family traveling for a job across America to a military base. It's a very obvious, albeit perfectly great way, like where else could you set a pop movie where no one would notice that people have been turned into pods and in a military base, where it's all yeah. about conformity. It's all about people following rules. People already act like their, their body snatchers, basically. Right. And I think that's a great uh, place to potentially set something that could build great tension. Um, so this setup I have no problem with. you got like a spirited away opening in a yeah. way. Uh, my only sort problem with the opening is she said they spent two and a half months on the road, to which as someone who's driven across America many times, where the fuck did they come from? <laughs> right. <laughs> how even if the- you
2: drove from canada it wouldn't have taken that long maybe they like were on a cruise ship on- <laughs> with their a car like a ferry over the ocean or something
0: it's just such a weird throwaway line because it's, yeah. well. it's like we just spent two and a half months on the road
1: <laughs> what <laughs> yeah
2: that's weird
1: they stopped for long periods of time each place. <laughs>
0: yeah and it really does it's weird because this movie does start like really like what we would expect from an 80s horror movie like like a slasher movie even you know you got this family in a car it's like the hills have eyes they stop then at a rundown gas station right you get your initial attack in the bathroom at a gas station it's like every kind of middle america hick kind of horror film out there right and as i mean i guess speaking of me as a teenager when i watched this i was digging that because i was just getting into slasher films so i was just kind of going okay cool it's not going to be sophisticated Mm -hmm. but at least it's going to be fun and hopefully slick Right. um, and that's kind of where my anticipation point was initially this time, my mind's more just on the bad dialogue and <laughs> yeah. the, the bad acting that's going yeah. on, other than the little kid who immediately I'm kind of he's just like, great enjoy.
2: he's got a little fat round his face is so he's puffy. so cute, <laughs> he's like broken. he's just he has no
1: neck know. he just sits on top of his jacket, I know he just has open. this always
2: just down face. <laughs>
0: The scene we're going to get to in a bit with him in the classroom is just fucking brilliant. Yeah, I, love, I, love, I love his, his face. His face is brilliant.
2: He's just great. <laughs>
0: um, so, yeah, she gets to the gas station and we get this uh, MP in the toilet who... What does MP stand for? Military personnel?
2: Yeah, I yeah. guess. I guess.
0: Um, who comes running at her from the, from the darkness until he realizes that she shows emotion and then leaves her alone and wants her that they get you while you sleep yeah so what we can take from this is that yeah they're entering an environment where it's already happening mm-hmm. what i'm interested in i'm um, none of us really can speak to this now because we're three movies in so even for you ali you're used to what happens in the body snatcher movies but if this was your first one i'm interested in how you take it because it seems to me to very much play off of people now know what to expect from a body snatcher movie it does seem to kind of like you know where this is all going. We're going to, like, get you into it quicker by showing you they're arriving while it's already happened kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I think is not necessarily the wrong decision for them to take.
2: Yeah, I mean, because then you kind of get... I guess it's more or less like you don't know how far it's expanded. Um, But the thing that threw me, and I guess I understand why he had it, but he had a knife to her throat, not... At the beginning, like, when he rushed her, but right before she, like, ran out of the bathroom, he put a knife up to her throat. And it really threw me off. I was like, if you're trying to convince someone, why would you be that aggressive? It's probably not the best way to make friends. (laughs) And it just—I was really, really confused with that first shot because—and then when he's not there, when they go back, when her dad rushes back in— it's like they're trying to set up that tone of, like, that kind of psychosis break of, you know, did that really happen? Did you really see that? And it's, like, casting that doubt in your lead. But it, it to me, it just wasn't very effective. It was just a really strange way to try and do that with her. Because you're not looking at this point for her to be a liar or for her to be, you know, the savior even. Like, you don't really have anything with her yet. So it was just... To me, it was a strange scene, and I didn't really understand why he was gone when they got back. Like, did they come and get him that quickly?
0: I think it's just. I think he just ran off. But I think more than anything else, it's just it's a nineties movie, nineties horror, and you 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 do the spooky scare, and then you disappear into the (laughs) ether.
2: It was strange.
0: Yeah, it doesn't really. I mean, what I do find initially that's immediately happened with this film is we're from a perspective mostly of the two kids, and that's a you know a big switch around from what the 70s and even the 50s where you're talking about adults not believing other adults Mm -hmm. Um, whereas in this one it's the typical frustrating thing of the oh no one believes the kids and the stuff that they've seen like no one believes her well they do believe her Man, i'm trying to remember now (laughs) we just watched it last night they do believe her actually don't they
2: they believe that there was a guy in there but then he's just her dad is confused when they can't find him yeah Okay. But he def- they brush it off extremely fast and it's like, oh, don't worry about it. Just get back in the car. Mm-hmm.
0: And Whereas- then the little kid that no one believes in the entire film. Yeah, no. Which is a very yeah, classic way for horror to build fear where we can show everything to the little kid because mm-hmm. no one believes the little kid. Whereas yeah. I did respect the old films for it being, no, it's people who are grown ups with intellect seeing this stuff and then still not believing it themselves. Right. Um, which I thought was much cooler. Uh, but then they move into the house. Um, I did think she took it like for someone who I think they're painting as this grumbly bitchy teenager I do think they kind of paint some interesting things with her like she's told she has to like as they move in she's told she has to share the same room as her little brother which I don't have any siblings but I imagine that would piss you off quite
2: a lot they're not moving in like she's so just just cliche painted as this just type A surly grumpy teenager who's just like I hate this. I hate this too. I hate this too. And it's just... I don't find that interesting. Like, I don't care about that person.
0: <laughs> I don't find it that bad. I don't find it interesting, but I actually find it quite soft with that stuff. Like, I find it quite... She's not you know super nice or anything she's definitely a teenager she's definitely a little bit grumbly about stuff but she also accepts things and you know i I don't know i felt i felt they could have played her way worse like way more bitchy she
1: didn't really throw a fit or anything she doesn't really throw you don't see her yell or anything until later on in the film when she yells at her dad and says this is the only way i can get your attention pretty much yeah
0: yeah yeah, which was, yeah, we'll get to that. But it definitely, I didn't feel that was earned. I'm not really getting enough, like, other than the little bit of yo at the beginning where you can tell, oh, this is her stepmom. So we know no one likes her stepmom. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> with the typical Roe kind of story with that. I'm not really getting that her father's not a good father. He seems like a nice enough guy. He's yeah, paying him enough attention. Can. And I'm not getting that friction between them. Yeah. Um, But she, yeah, decides to go off for a walk with her headphones, which I do enjoy seeing the old-fashioned foam <laughs> headphones. Yeah
2: it was pretty great
0: um and ends up at the edge of kind of the gate to i guess the secure part of the army base and she finds is it dentures
2: on the floor yeah it's like a one like the half a set of dentures i was
0: confused about that yeah it'd be dentures i didn't understand i understand i mean unless i guess if a body snatch is replicating and then you're disintegrating that's all that would be left left would be your dentures
2: maybe yeah since it's not a part of them
0: yeah although why they'd be replicating someone out in the middle of a field by fence, right. i don't know but i guess again it's uh, just...
2: maybe it's like it fell off a truck or something i don't know what you're meant to think because they're like oh it's super classified area you're not meant to be over here
0: and then they all and then the mps will like stand around and look down on it and one of them looks kind of surprised by it and but for the rest of that scene they're playing it as if they're definitely already turned yeah yeah. so again i know but yeah they're obviously trying to build that thing of like well who can you trust you already but clearly it's not that slow build that we've had in previous films clearly they've walked into an area that's teeming um with yeah pod people sure already. um but then she gets rescued by the rock and roll chick um jen. yes what's her name jen jen she uh,
1: gets in the car with a stranger.
0: She does. Get in the car, I babe. Couldn't. Playing you loud. Know, that's
1: I was like, oh, maybe she knows someone or that's a yeah. cousin or someone. And like the, she's like, oh, Jen nope. is nearby. I'll tell her to come pick me up. And then yeah. I figured out they were strangers so weird. Yeah, she,
0: she's so 90s. It's incredible. That's like, insane. so early 90s. She's got the leather jacket. She's got the short yeah. blonde hair. She's yeah. all rebellious. Like, yeah, my dad owns the base camp. Not <laughs> only
2: blonde hair, but, like, brown hair with blonde-tipped hair. Yeah. yeah. It's just... Yeah.
0: She's pretty funny. Um, also, can I just say the music um, that... Uh, what's her name? Tina is listening to? Marty? Sorry, Marty. Oh, I want to say <laughs> Tina. Uh, music that Marty's listening to is fucking horrible yeah. it's so insipidly yeah. you're expecting it to be listening to something with a little bit of zest to it and it's so insipid and she's just sort of walking around to it and you can just tell they had no idea what they could afford by the point that later on in the film it comes back again and it seems to be the only song that she has <laughs> on her Walkman, and i couldn't even find it i was trying to find it on itunes i was trying to find it on youtube like no you can't hear this song it only exists in this movie just as far as, as i headphones. can tell um yeah and then they go back to uh, her friend her new friend's uh house where her sort of lie yeah, about drug out old drunk mother just is just about yeah you know, type of layabout uh she's asleep with a cigarette in her mouth and then they hand. walk out and the music and camera like do this weird tilt thing it does this sort of and the whole like camera like tilts to the oh, side
2: right on her mom
0: yeah once they've left as if to let us know something's going on with my bud and we don't see anything yeah yeah very well
2: you hear this like kind of sound at the end of that camera movement that's kind of this gurgly viney crawly sound so to me i was like okay i'm just going to assume that it's happening to her right now yeah
0: yeah, but that's what I mean. It's just like there's yeah. a lot of bits in this film where it's just kinda of like, you get the idea. Seems to be what they're doing. It's like You've yeah. seen
2: the other
1: films, you know what's going on. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to figure out, is if you hadn't seen this, if that would then go over your head and you right. don't understand and you just think, oh no, she's just a drunk and she's passed out. Right. And then it makes it scary later on. But I mean but people I like don't Roger know. Ebert
0: think that's a thing of well, when you come out the second time you get more out of it because you <laughs> know what's actually going on. But the problem is, is like for that to work there has to be two layers and there's nothing else happening in this scene. It's just yeah. It's a nothing scene. Yeah. Um, and we get shots. And what's weird with this one, we get a lot of, I've complained about it when they did it once in the 50s version. I don't think they do it at all in the 70s. But in this one, we get a whole bunch of shots that are for the audience and not for the characters. And this is what I'm talking about. Where not only do we not really have a lead, but the ensemble doesn't really work. Because we start getting these shots of like the MPs turning it up at other people's houses in suburbia. Right. Doing things with the pods. We get shots of the army-based people in the river pulling pods out of the water nobody in our group group knows about any of this no, stuff yeah. so it's just for us as the audience and i have to question why like yeah. why do we need to know this stuff when they don't know this stuff it's all implied anyway
2: cuz the only time that you get that association between your characters and then what they're doing is to know later on that her dad is going to be taking samples of that water but it would have been just as easy for him to see something suspicious that they were doing yeah, um, or to find one of those pods or to find a remnant or something, you know, even a body part or something like instead of her finding the or finding something else like a glass eye or something weird that wouldn't have been reproduced either no, um, in the
0: water. Or well, you just see, like, a, he looks over in the distance. There's, like, an MP standing, like, waist-deep yeah. in the water. He's like, why is that guy standing there? All yeah, right. it's exactly. Just something strange but could be explained.
2: Yeah, just something more subtle.
0: Instead, we do get... Because um, we get, like, yeah, in the next scene, we have her parents playing what seems to be a weird sex game.
2: Yeah, they're... <laughs> Like tickling each like other. They're like so doing what you weird. tell your kids you're doing when you're when you're actually having sex. That's what they were
0: really doing.
2: We were just having a tickle fight, honey. <laughs> Go back to bed.
0: But Tilly, she starts off the bed like she looks like she's reenacting Evil Dead. It was so, so weird. weird. She,
1: but yeah, she puts on this weird voice and she's like yeah. slowly crawling towards him with her arms. <laughs> well, she's
2: all like cr- when you first hear, her, she's all like crouched down and it's so weird. I was like, what is so? I want to be in the
0: room for the direction of that scene because this stuff right. can't be easy for to do but they must have a real point of like no this is what me and my wife do
2: (laughs) or it was like it was a weird edit point that's what i was thinking is that there there was something before that that they were doing and then the editor was (laughs) just like like, no "No, it'll be weird and striking if we show up and she's just like already crouched down i guess but yeah it was really strange
0: um but yeah they see they look out the window and see army people kidnapping someone on the street and do nothing yeah they do nothing about it but we also like that's enough like we're already getting we don't need all these cutaway shots like we're getting that then at least through their eyes which i'm way more for
2: it's so unsubtle though it's so uh, it's just strange i just don't like when there aren't practical reactions to things when you don't have like they don't have human reactions so it's like why should i care about them being turned into you know pod people when they might as well be a pod people already
0: yeah i hear
2: i just yeah
0: <laughs> this is my second time my notes as well i have how bad the music is written down yeah um, which i actually attribute a lot of just how gratingly slow this movie starts to feel because of the bad music like the music is really terrible um and when i looked it up it's the the guy who did it he's pretty much mostly just worked with this director mm-hmm. on movies um well, also what's in king of new york bad lieutenant and did driller killer um and it's it's just i find it really painful <laughs> i keep as soon as i noticed it in those opening credits i was like i can't stop hearing oh, how bad the music no. is um and then we get introduced to forest Whitaker's character who's <laughs> worried about the people that he's had coming to him and you get this kind of sort of sleepy monologue <laughs> Where he's, he, there's no urgency it goes to on it. on so long. Where he's talking to her father and explaining how he wants to know if, if the sort of psychosis he's seeing can have anything to do with the biological uh, tests that the father's doing, which he immediately kind of writes off as no, that's not possible. And then Forrest walks away and her father's just like, Yeah, you need some more sleep, doctor. Right. <laughs> it's like, Take some rest time. <laughs> it's like, when you have a doctor coming up to you and saying, I've got numerous people on a secured military base acting very strangely. You worry.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and then I was curious because they've shown that if you start to ask too many questions around the pod people, that they act pretty quickly. Like they don't, you know, allow you to just retain your position and continue doing your work. Like as soon as her father started asking questions, like all hell broke loose, but Forrest Whitaker is standing there with what are obviously pod soldiers saying these things. Where these people can hear him, and then he just goes back to his office, and like he continues to be semi-normal until he hits a. Yeah, he's one point. of the survivors. Right. So it's like how.
0: But he how was he taken not over, just I like
2: forcibly yep. detained and you know just resuscitated or whatever you want to call it?
0: And that is definitely something we will get to is forcibly like that's something yeah. that I find very interesting with this one. But the previous films, the No Emotion Pod people. They rarely seem to enforce upon you. They try and kind of convince you that you want to mm-hmm. do this thing. This one, they're pretty vehement. Like, there's some bitterness to them. There's, you know, they, there's evilness in the way that their roles are played. But
2: I just wondered if that was because of the whole military theme. But if for, that's. For me, it
0: mostly came for. from Tilly. Like, well, we'll get to it. Okay. We'll get to it. But for me, Tilly plays it with real, like, menace. Like, she knows yeah. she's the baddie in the film which has not been there in the other films. In the other films, they're pretty peaceful. Right. Um, Yeah, and then the army people come and drop boxes off, clearly with pods inside at her father's house. Um, And then we get to, for me, it's very quickly by this point in the movie becoming the lead character that I wish the whole film was from, which is her little brother in art class (laughs) who's been asked to draw a picture and then the teacher tells all the kids to hold up their pictures, and everyone's got this same sort of red squiggly like image. His image is just not that far away. I thought his was actually going to be. Yeah, but to doing his like yellows like and yellow. blues yeah. and yeah. stuff.
2: He's got more technicolor happening, but it's the same idea.
0: And then you see his face as He's he so gradually cute. looks around. So
2: puppy. <laughs> he
0: gets all confused. His eyebrows at him. are
2: just like all over the place. He's just so confused. What's yeah, brilliant
0: is it, it then, like, they're lip. all holding up and he just sits back down and his head just sort of hangs low. Like, oh. Yeah, like
1: a sad puppy. He's like, oh, I did a bad job. It was so- That's Well, because the looks. teacher's just
2: looking at him like <laughs> she just has this, like, Glam. I don't know, this weird. Nose high, like raised eyes look on her face, and he's just His very confused. Painting
1: also was it looks like what oh, the name of that like psych test to see, uh, like, what do you see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it looked like because both sides were like mirroring each other. That probably like, says That's more about pretty- you. <laughs> 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 Maybe it was a Rajak
0: test for the viewer.
1: Maybe maybe
0: i really like this failed. scene though i really do like i did too for sure he plays it in a way that makes me smile as much <laughs> as i feel shivers but, yeah but there's just it has character to it at least the like, music
2: is completely overdone in this scene oh, yeah. though. i from the very beginning when the teacher's just walking around being I mean, Okay, children, almost time. Just a few more seconds. <laughs> and the music is already at full throttle by this point. And it's just, there's no build up. And I think that, that it bothers me through the whole film is that it doesn't hold its hand. You know, it, it shows you its cards in every scene at the top of the scene. Yeah. And in this movie, you can't do that. Like there has to be a buildup. There has to be some expectation and some question. And I just struggled to find it here
0: well then we get um introduced to well the dump trucks this is the first time they Mm -hmm, come back again um and then we get introduced to the lead boy um who was played by what did i say billy worth is his name um and you get this shot of him with the top gun glasses walking with unbelievable (laughs) swagger as he comes to bring back uh, her kid brother
2: well he even starts in like a topless uh cargo truck or whatever because he sees her little brother running which is great this is the best (laughs) his little the little boy running is the best part of this whole film because he's just got all this determination and he's just (laughs) like this tank is not gonna follow me (laughs) where are you going running away from bad people (laughs) It's just so so great
0: this is one of the one of the turning points for me of the movie, though, because up until this point, I'm already realised I'm already adjusting my expectations of okay, this isn't the movie I remember it to be, but it's you know it had some money in it. I like the setup. I just don't like the acting. I don't like the directing. Um, they're not doing enough with the characters. But once you introduce what's obviously going to be a sort of romance interest in it, like so much is going to come from, is there friction there or not? Do you care or not? Like think about what we got with Donald Sutherland and Elizabeth, like think yeah. about even in the fifties one, like there's mm-hmm. great friction between your lead characters. I always feel it's easier to do that with grown-ups than with teenagers, to be honest, because yeah. it's hard not to roll your eyes at, because the honest way of romance is in teenage years is eye roll worthy, I guess. <laughs> so it's hard to play it in a more sophisticated way, but this fucking dude (laughs) oh my god and i kind of i looked at both of you (laughs) as soon as he turns out she opens the door and he doesn't say anything nope he just stares with these dead eyes
1: his his like chin is already down and he's just like smoldering at her like just staring like over his eyebrows it's ridiculous
0: and i just and there's a guy i'm like well maybe for the ladies is this what what they want i don't know i'm already like i'm giving the lead girl a little bit of more credit because a i knew i'd seen her in something i liked and i couldn't place what it was and b she's my kind of pretty so i was mm-hmm. enjoying her but i was like maybe the guys for the ladies <laughs> so i was kind of looking at you both to see if you were both going kind of well he's obviously stupid but he's handsome <laughs> right at least.
2: yeah that's really all really i had going for him But then he like has this Tarzan monosyllabic way of talking and it's just she just is so obvious just throws herself at him in this very teenage superficial sort of way and (laughs) to the point that he is so dumb I don't think he even picked up on it for until she you know he's like well maybe I'll see you around and she's like where (laughs) and he's just like oh oh I got it okay yeah oh you like me okay okay yeah. And is
0: that like, inventive oh they are? Like, well, there's a bar called Top Gun. I
2: know. I just <laughs>
1: seriously.
0: So <laughs> that's uh, the best they can do. Uh, the... Do you want to see how this guy looks now?
1: What's he in now? Because he he Not belongs much. in a CW vampire. Oh,
2: for sure. Show.
0: Yeah. No, he, he really had to have, have been that's in something like
1: that. He showed
2: up, and I was like, this is you know this Dawson's Creek wannabe <laughs> yeah. show.
0: This is how he looks now. Oh, I don't, don't even want to see this because he looks. At, everyone should go on IMDb and just check out his his main photo
2: oh my
0: god exactly the same look
2: it's the Justin same he's just a bit
0: older and he's got some assault yeah, you know
2: that he had an agent Double. at one point that was like give me that look but raise one eyebrow
0: and he's like oh my god I don't it's think, so different i don't think he can unraise it i think it that's just how he like came that. out in this movie his
2: eyebrows were much thicker and they were just set like they just hooded over his eyes it was insane
0: and this is a guy who looks at himself in the mirror all morning all the time <laughs> um crazy so yeah i'm just yeah this is the point where i'm just like okay well this is just ridiculous and it's not even just all his fault it's the editing fault like it's just if that shot wasn't going on for four times longer yeah, than it needed yeah. to be maybe you could get away with it and it's just all right he's some pretty dumb boy but at least you know you keep the film going or whatever and it's a 90s movie everyone's prettier right. in 90s movies um and then I'm also confused at that point because I'm just of like, how old is she? Because in this scene... She
1: looks super young. She yeah. looked
0: really young in this scene. And you're just kind of like, I don't know how appropriate it is to invite her I thought she was like 16.
2: I thought at one point they mentioned that she was 16.
0: No, so they... Inv- well, they never say that I noticed, but they do... There's a point where she says, I'm like, wait until I'm 18. Right. Yeah. Which to me insinuated she was 17. Okay. Because then her father, yeah, later on goes, she's underage. Right, um, but, well,
2: 16 is underage.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, obviously. But I just mean, we definitely know she's not 21. Right, well, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, she says wait until 18, so we know she's under, younger than 18, but mm-hmm. I just, I don't know, maybe she was 16, but I feel like she was 17. Yeah. But I feel it's a hard sell to also to have a 16-year-old as your lead character in a horror movie. And there's
1: mm-hmm. nudity for her. How old is the actress at
0: this um, point? I don't know, let me look it up let me look it up for you if you don't want to vamp yeah
2: because they have real they have a couple of scenes where she's very very yeah like I topless mean, at least <laughs> in the
1: bathtub she has like all the yeah bubbles over her but i think i mean she gets up later and you see her and then again in the hospital later right the she hospital one is very, water is very
2: intense because she even has this kind of like moaning yeah writhing thing very happening strange. so, so she's it's very actually, erotic
0: she's from england um, And mm-hmm. she was actually 23 when she did that film.
2: That's crazy. she's that very young.
0: She's had some work done now. I think maybe her oh, face yeah. is a little bit strange.
2: Her nose is very different now. Oh, jeez. Yeah, she definitely had some work
0: done. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's definitely way older than she looks, but she looks young. I don't know how. The, she does look just really yeah. it. Maybe it's how they dress it. Maybe it's how she plays it.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, they put her in baggy, well, not really baggy clothes, but they put her in young clothes and don't put her clothes. in much makeup. And yeah, That's she true. just, she plays the whole like grumbly thing pretty well
0: and i think it's just playing against Mm -hmm. his sort of rapey vibe that makes him seem (laughs) a lot younger than she is chatting up anyone just seems inappropriate
2: yeah but he's also like a very large person and she looks very small compared to him so i think maybe that dynamic helped
0: um so then where? Sorry, I've actually only skipped down a page. Um, so yeah, and the the army guys come in and drag out their sleeping friend. Well, that's after um, they go to the bar. So no, she wasn't no, before. No, it's really? when
2: she—they're at the bar that they drag the guy out of the bar.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that is true. Because the
2: she sees the MP from
1: from the, the bathroom, station.
2: the gas station. And she gets all freaked out. And then, of course, is like, oh, never
1: mind. Oh, wait, maybe I was mistaken. She's like,
2: you scared the shit out of me. And she's all engaged. And then it just dissolves immediately. And there's just no follow through on the emotions here. Um, Yeah. And then has very stagnant conversation with her eyebrow boyfriend. There's no
0: conversation. Their two friends go to play pool and leave them. And me as an audience member, I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch a scene with just the two of them (laughs) because it's going to be really embarrassing. Yeah,
2: and it was.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, my notes, I have to admit, get a little sketchy from this point onwards because much like the people in the bar, I start zoning out. Like, there's (laughs) just all these shots of people just blankly looking at walls. Yeah. And it's if in the other Body Snatchers films, I'm not going to give them all the credit. Like, they're a bit up and down with how they portrayed people who are turned into pop people. We said in the previous film Jeffrey was way more rigid, whereas mm-hmm. uh, Leonard Nimoy still had some character, like back to him and stuff. In this film, everyone is so clearly a pod person. Like, yeah. I get on a military base, you can buy it a little bit more, but there's no ambiguity here. Yeah. they're just looking at walls, <laughs> like no one's interacting, no one's doing anything. They're all just
2: sitting and standing in corners as well. No one's talking barely even unless you they're addressed directly and even then their responses are very dry and don't not very informative
0: no and it's not in a scary way it's in a can they even be bothered to chase me well they just
2: seem simple like they look as though they didn't get the the mental intelligence that their predecessors had they just your body
0: which again feels like you're in a hick slasher movie yeah. you feel like they've gone to that bar scene where all the locals are there and it portrayed in this horrible sort of way of just you know southern america and mm-hmm. everyone's sitting around and it's it, it, it just didn't seem like believable to me for
2: it to be a military base with the way that their soldiers were acting you know it's just i don't know i understand that it's like oh there's the one bar on base but it just yeah nothing really seemed right
1: I think yep. they just use the military base as like a cop out of having yeah. being like this will add to our story because people in the military have to act, you know, this the way, same way anyway. And say yes, sir, and everything is very straight and right. emotional anyway. And they were like, oh yeah, that'll make sense. We can get away with lots of stuff, and then they just use yeah. it. But that's of like the thing. I think on paper
0: it. it's a great idea, but then you got to do cool things with it. Yeah. And they really don't. They just a yeah, sleepwalk through it, it, it for the yeah. sake
1: of having tanks and helicopters and exactly people who have no emotion yeah. on their face.
2: And you had the one scene right after this where she's walking home with that guy. What's his name in this movie? Tim. I don't even know. Tim. She, the two of them are walking home, and you. This is your one chance to like them as a couple, and it just falls so hard on its face that I. I was grimacing. I was literally just like grimacing into a pillow watching this scene. This it's is just so sad.
0: Yeah, I have written. I actually wrote down some dialogue for this because I think this is the worst romance scene coupled with the worst discussion of of like a dead family member right I've ever heard
2: she had nothing to say she
0: tells him that her mother's dead so his literal lines these are not and this is like literally from verbatim he says you must really miss her what was your mother like she replies with you always remember the good things I and miss then it, her. And then it's That's yes. it. I know. Only she pauses for about a minute. Because God bless her. I do feel she's trying to make it work. I really do. Like, he's just kind of like, oh, I've got dialogue to talk about emotional things. Yeah, so I think right. he's, he seems excited. I really think she's giving it what she can. I don't think it's her fault. I don't think it's necessarily his fault. He should never have been cast to begin with. But the dialogue and then the direction is just horrible. So bad. Horrible, horrible, horrible. horrible four sentences to talk about Uh someone dead in your family and two of them are you must miss her i miss her (laughs) it's just crazy Um, and then they flirt and kiss and we have this unbelievably stupid crane shot i don't know if you noticed it that goes from kissing it moves up above them the music sort of changes it pans away as if it's going to reveal something Nope, it just gets lost, oh, completely that is lost right. in I do remember that and woody things, and then it kind of merges into another crane shot, moving for other stuff, and you're like, "What am I meant to be at looking at?" At this point, at you're
2: just like, "I don't fucking care." Yeah. You know, it's just so all over the place. It
0: literally feels like the crane operator just got distracted by a fly and just. Started <laughs> it's entirely possible.
2: Entirely possible
0: um but the music's telling us that we should be scared and then eventually that kind of bleeds away and then you get a new shot which is really all we should have cut to of the army men still pulling pods out of water and the pods are making sort of gremlin noises
1: yeah like squeaking and yeah yeah they were weren't they that wasn't just me yeah no it's like like they're alive in there already yeah as they pull them out of water it's like yeah and clicking and
0: which annoyed me more because i'm like i'm cool with that if you went with that if yeah. this was going to be a critters movie but set in a body snatchers universe i'm like cool go goofy go fun just enjoy you know what you could do with this yeah. but no it's playing like everything's played so deadpan right. in this movie there's no joy coming from anything there's no one says a joke there's no donald sutherland setting up a joke and then denying it to us
1: or oh, God blow. <laughs> There's no Jeff Goldblum for sure
0: in this film.
2: What I kept as I was watching this, and that scene especially where it cuts to like where you're just up in the middle of nowhere, and it just, to me, it was almost as though it was adapted from a graphic novel because each shot, including the dialogue, it just felt so stagnant, and it felt like I could see the panels in front of me as I was watching this movie where it was like, Meanwhile, dot, dot, dot. And then you're (laughs) meant to just fill in those little taglines for yourself. And it just, but that is what it felt like. It just felt blocky and chunky and Mm -hmm. just like made for 12 year olds, you know, just to follow that basic storyline. Cause the, the love story is very pedantic and very immature. Like the story itself is pretty immature and it's just built on this foundation of just, you know, not, things that are that interesting to anyone that's of an age that wants to watch a scary movie.
0: I think that's a disservice to graphic novels. <laughs> I agree, <laughs> yes, I but I, don't, I didn't saying. know how
2: else to, to describe it as I was sitting there watching it. I was like, "Cause this just." but it reminds me of maybe not like a great one, like a mm-hmm. little comic nah. book, like a dime comic book or something.
0: Yeah, well, I think that is the problem. Is like the talent isn't there to be as sophisticated as they want to be. So yeah. it would have been way better if they had just gone with schlocky and yeah, just gone with exactly. dumb and fun, which you, they totally could have done. With a 13 million dollar budget yeah um however there may not be any jeff goblin but there is our little kid friend and we get him again <laughs> as he goes uh, to find his mother decomposing in front of him in yep. bed <laughs> in a pretty terrifying scene it's very yeah. terrifying for the, the best effects in the whole film i yeah, think probably yeah definitely um and then what's even weirder about it is we finally get a vaguely affecting scene um, he's reacting to it much better than any the other actors yeah. could have. And then we pan across to a cupboard that opens on her naked groin and boobs like only.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Before it moves up to her face,
1: it's yeah. ridiculous. And
0: I guess they're going with, well, he's a kid, so that's the height he would see her at. I
2: guess. His. Or they were like, this actress signed the contract, and we get we full frontal. Sexy. We are going with this. This is our money shot. <laughs> Hold it as long as possible.
0: Uh, and we get, yeah, revealed uh, for a Meg Tilly that is obviously evil. Yeah. yeah. Just permeating evil. There's no candidness. There's no... Not even an
2: attempt to be no. like, no, it's okay. Yeah. I I was just joking, you know, nothing to try and dissuade him. And yeah. even when she goes back downstairs, you know, to or like puts a robe on and the little boy runs downstairs. He's like, that's not my mom. That's not my mom. And the dad is just like... Yeah, it is. It's fine. And she's just glowering from the top <laughs> yeah, of the stairs. Yeah. Like, yes, come back upstairs. And she's completely different than the, the character that she was before. But, of course, the husband does not even recognize this yeah i can't
0: fathom in this film that the husband doesn't see that we don't get any scenes to convince us that she's ever pretending to be different from a pop person yeah and considering the only other scenes they've really showed of her is yeah her pretending to be something from the evil dead for his little weird sex party yeah (laughs) it's it's so far away from her character that it just doesn't make sense that he wouldn't have a red flag um yeah so then we get the morning where i love the again the little kid the star in this scene as they go to him do you want to go back to daycare or do you want to stay with mommy no and his look on like, his face oh, i know <laughs> no. and his reply is just she's ma- my mom my, like, oh, my mom's mom. Mommy's dead and
2: she doesn't say anything no one yeah, says just, anything yeah, she just watches him well and even when she's putting stuff down on the breakfast table she's like chucking silverware on the <laughs> table and the dad she's like do 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 yeah. nothing amiss it's just, what?
0: Which confuses the fuck out of I me mean, because he's her half-brother, isn't it? So that is yeah. actually his mom. Yeah. Which, like, there's your chance to potentially have a scene that works because you can be saying she's not my mommy and the father's just taking it as, oh, he's not accepting his stepmother. Yeah. But no, they give that's the wrong his back mom, history yeah. to the right. entire family. Yeah. And it doesn't work at all. Instead, yeah. you're like, well, if that's actually his mom and then you've got a six-year-old kid saying that's not my mom. That shouldn't raise Again, you worry about yeah, that. My right. mom's
1: dead yeah. over and over and over again. As she just stands there and doesn't say anything, and just like she has this, like, she does smile a little bit in like a very creepy, tiny, yeah, smirk.
0: Yes, um, then we get a really dumb scene where some toxic canisters topple onto an army dude. Yep, um.
2: be careful those are with really a big skull sad painted on, they're them like, and to- like <laughs> they're like just teetering on the edge of this crane, and they're like, huh, huh.
0: Uh, And the father, yeah, gets to see that the leg doesn't look normal, still doesn't really do anything about it. It's all kind of pointless. All this stuff with the father apparently putting it together because he doesn't put it together until they nearly turn into themselves. And I feel you didn't need anything else then because he had no kind of clue.
2: He just had to put more water in mason jars. (laughs) The props on this, can we talk about those? They were like awful through this whole thing. It looked as though they spent most of their budget on renting a military base. The garbage trucks weren't even garbage trucks most of the time, they were just the army trucks that they took the tarps off the back of them. <laughs> He's literally in the water in normal clothes, not ever once is he wearing, like he, he wears a hazmat suit in that one scene where the canisters fall. Yep. And it's just, and he was standing in that water that's meant to be the same water that burns that guy's leg and he was in jeans yeah which it did not burn him <laughs> i'm just i didn't it's just
0: oh. it's really good writing that's right yeah but again just for a scene that doesn't even need to be there i know like it's such a dumb scene you think you'd be embarrassed of it and just be can we cut this one? Oh no it's too integral to the story nope
2: well it's doesn't the only reason matter. it matters it, yeah. is because he takes a little bit from the the suit later of okay. that guy of the lake part and then he you
1: yeah, know, you finds out that it's not normal. Someone, he's like, I'll send it to you. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't yeah. even go
0: anywhere. We don't
1: know who that no. person is. He doesn't,
0: he doesn't, it's not like he figures it out before they nearly turn him into one. No. And there's no. just in your face proof of what's going on. It's like, it's not even necessary. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> <sighs> um, <laughs> this is fun. Yeah. Um, we do get, however, the only, for me, arty shot in the whole movie, which is when the kids thing, not the kids, the two girls go to talk to, um her friend's mother jen's mother um who again jen just seems to disappear for most of this movie yeah um but they turn up and you get uh the the mother opens the door it's kind of cutting her face in half and we got um our lead character's face cut in half as well and they're actually a couple of nice shots (laughs) i gotta give this film credit but so weird
2: in itself the shot itself is really cool but you can tell that the person was like this will be a cool shot what are they gonna say Oh, just have them stare awkwardly at each other for about 30 <laughs> seconds while people appreciate my arty shot. Because that is what they do. The mom literally is like, yes, and she's like, Hi. And that's it. Yep. They then stare and look at each other awkwardly for about 15 seconds.
0: Well, and then it's even worse for me because then they go she goes inside and talks to a friend and Jen they look down and Jen's like, Where are you going, mom? And she's going off with all these other women. And she says, Oh, we're just gonna go and play bridge. And she turns to, to Marty and goes, dun, dun. <laughs> She doesn't even know how to play bridge. <laughs> Other than it's just being awful. Right. The thing that bothers me about it is that it insinuates that the pod people no longer retain the memories of the people that they take over. Because of a pod person you wouldn't say something that wasn't that wasn't who it. that person yeah, yeah. was. You'd just be, oh, I'm just going to a meeting for this, or I'm just going to whatever. You wouldn't make up something as a pod person.
1: She's no longer an alcoholic because she makes her drink the glass. She's just drinking water. It's water. She's like, I know, it's water. (laughs) There's never water in this
0: glass. (laughs) But that, for me, just completely rewrites the history of the podcast uh, uh, yeah. to the way that i feel this film is doing where it's just like well it's whatever we can be serviced from where I ha- the mindset now is of horror in the early 90s mm-hmm. of it's just like we need this creepy moment of oh my god it doesn't even play bridge It's that like, yeah but that doesn't make any sense with everything that we already know yeah. about the body snatches. um so yeah we're definitely getting a different version here and i'm open to that if they do it well if they want to show a version where yeah they are taken back some of the things they told us before it's not a sequel So if they want it to be, they're actually, wipe out all memories and they just become a clone version and Mm -hmm. they want them to be more evil and they want them to be more vacant.
2: Her mom didn't seem evil though. Nope. Mom seemed fine. She seemed kind of Just going to play cards. It'd be weirder if her mom was like trying to keep her in the house and thereby you then understand why Jen isn't in a good next chunk of this film. Mm -hmm. Because... Then you'd have reason to believe that maybe she's been turned or not turned. Like if it had been something where her mom wasn't going out, her mom was like making dinner, and Jen was like, she never makes dinner. Like we never eat dinner together, and she's like, okay, honey, well make sure like all making up all these reasons why she had to stay home instead mm-hmm. of the mom just leaving, because it just doesn't that doesn't point me in any direction of like what the motive is of these creatures. Yep. At all. I yeah. agree. It just. <laughs>
0: I agree. Um, And then, yeah, when she's back at home with her kid brother, he tells her that it happens when you sleep, um, just so we can get a second iteration of Mm -hmm. the classic line. Um, And the stepmom here is really fucking just obviously evil and abrupt to him. She just snaps at him and tells him to go to sleep. Right there's no subtlety in this movie there's a lot of people in this movie just saying, just fucking go to sleep right. <laughs> we we'll just make our lives a lot easier <laughs> there's no just like leonard nimoy in the first mm-hmm. one where he's like you guys should get some rest you must be tired you look really tired so no just go to sleep
2: yeah well and then even marty because she found the little boy come running out of the house when she got back from the bar
0: yeah he
2: came running out screaming things like my mommy's dead that's not my mommy <laughs> Her, like she's been exposed to several iterations of possibility of weird happenings she's known this kid for a long time knows how much he is and like loves his mom and then for this to be the sudden reversal of his character and she is just totally like sure you'll be fine I have to go take a bath yeah. like I'll leave you with the creepy woman who is obviously not your mom you know changed since last night and it just yeah like
0: so then we do get a bath scene, which at first I thought, oh, are they going to go Nightmare on Elm Street? No, yeah. are we going to get a Between the legs pod yeah. <laughs> turn up and try and get her? Uh, but no, we get something which is, 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 is kind of cool and all sort of happens Season. at the same time. You get the father, he's falling asleep and starting to be cloned underneath the bed. And you get her going to sleep in the bath, and we have the pod is up the, in the, the eaves, I
2: right. guess. Up like in, in the ceiling, yep. essentially.
0: While she's listening to the same song she was listening to earlier because <laughs> that's all she has. <laughs> um yeah and i will say i do like the reverse effects they do on the tentacles in this movie the little sort of tendrils that wrap in people's faces and just got nostrils just reminded me of
2: spaghetti all <laughs> the time i was like spaghetti you getting you yeah
0: <laughs> there's like translucent kind of look yeah. to it and the reversals they managed to keep the actors very still so it doesn't look like a reversal but it must be because this is again pre-cgi stuff mm-hmm. um yeah, I kind of, like, it is kind of creepy. Like, I remember as well watching it as a teenager, and it icked me out, it attaching in that way and going through your ears and yeah, going and up in your nose. Yeah. And...
2: Um,
0: so it's kind of effective. And you kind of liked it, didn't you, when she's, I liked saying?
2: the 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 second falling on top of her, like her waking up to this herself basically falling on top of her. I thought that was an interesting, cool shot. What I did not like was seeing the gestation of a human inside of that pod. It was so dumb <laughs> it was like the satanic baby being born and yep. just like Rah! You know? it's like i don't know if it's a dinosaur or a human or whatever is in there and it just yeah i just they
0: little. bring back your pulsing sonar though that you they like did, from yeah. the first well sorry from the 70s yeah. movie yeah um but they also introduce like a sucking noise yeah as if the tendrils go inside you and then it kind They're of like sucks. sucking stuff Hulling. out of you yeah i don't know what that right. would be your dna i guess i maybe? guess
1: well but then they don't act the same so
0: it wouldn't yeah something. it wouldn't be brain It, right. it must Maybe just be dna or memories. something or just the matter yeah. it needs to create so i mean i appreciate they're trying to add something different to the mythos they're trying to add some biological explanation i didn't appreciate the sound effects of it yeah <laughs> just <laughs> sort of sucking up like it was a straw <laughs> yeah um yeah but then she does wake she pulls the tentacles out her pod body falls onto her she runs through rescues her dad um and they don't know where to go now for me this is, well, not for me. For the majority of people, this is the scene. Um, it's a famous scene where they come downstairs and Meg Tilly is in the living room up until this point. And each of the pod films have this moment where the pod people now are at the advantage. They have the majority. They don't need to creep around in the dark anymore. They can turn everything on its heads. And it always needs to be a powerful moment when that happens. Mm-hmm. And in this film, culturally, this was a pretty big moment. Like when Meg Tilly, it was like in all the trailers. I remember when I saw it, it was the bit you quoted. It was the bit that was creepy. When Meg Tilly's standing Mm -hmm. there in the dark, you expect she's going to try and coax him back into, no, don't worry, don't worry. And instead she doesn't. She goes full on pod person, but way more evil than we've seen in any of the previous films. And she does, yeah, her diatribe, which we said at the beginning about where you're going to go. There's nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. There's nobody like you left.
2: I just found the direction of her dialogue was just so off. And I understand maybe if I was a lot younger, it would come off as really disturbing. But I just was like rolling my eyes the whole time watching it. She's just like, where are you going to go? Where are you going to hide? There's nowhere. There's no one like you out there. And I was like, oh, this is so bad. Like, did you not even watch the 78 version before you guys filmed this? It's just... (laughs)
0: You're eating your book Um, It's not working for you, Allie
1: I mean, at this point, I just acknowledge that that's what this whole movie is And that's how she's acting And that's how everyone's acting So honestly at this moment i was like oh her hair looks really good yeah she, <laughs> she has so a- she has great hair she does she has amazing hair. really and good that's, hair like, all i was thinking about in this yeah scene.
2: <laughs> that's the only thing i liked about her i was like she has really great hair Just i in didn't
0: even general. notice her hair i like marty's hair. she looks
1: like a curly like, yeah.
2: goddess <laughs> she's amazing <laughs> Just as a person, she could be a mermaid. Yeah,
0: she's very <laughs> she's mermaid. Really hair. cool. I'm gonna have to go back and check out this. It's scene Such again. good hair.
2: No, in general, even though at the very beginning she had gray yeah. hair, but then it, like when she turned into a pod person, she always had her hair back until this scene. Yeah. Okay. So it was like almost like it became this restricted thing where everyone was like very minimal and businessy. Because okay. up to that point, she just had this like really intense, crazy hair. Hmm. It was great.
0: I really like this scene and I still like it now. Like, but it might just be because I watched it, you know, when it first, well, soon after it first came out. Um, I like how she kind of, you know, she cocks her head and she does this weird sort of like thing with her fingers where she puts her forefinger finger and her thumb together. And it's just, it's not at all in keeping with any of the previous body snatches. It's not how we've been showing them, but accepting it as, okay, they're more malicious in this. I kind of like it. And what I really like about it is that it's followed by me by what should be the coolest scene in the movie probably is the coolest scene in the movie and they completely flummox though because it should be a phenomenal scene is them running away from her onto the street she points lets out the scream and all the doors down the street suddenly open and everybody comes out of them and it's potentially a terrifying moment it really is. it's something your entire neighborhood has turned and it's a cool shot it's really wide and you can see all the way down the street everyone coming running out after them sport by the fact that they don't run fast enough so the first people nearly catch the first dude who's running after them nearly catches up <laughs> with them so he has to slow down his yeah. running speed to accommodate for how slow they're running and so all the tensions just diffused immediately um but no, i really i i for the trash it clearly is becoming i do enjoy this moment in the movie and for me it's a wasted opportunity but it's still probably the highlight of the film.
1: I was taken out of it the second she screamed just because in the 78 version the scream is so weird and not human and like high-pitched and just like makes your ears ring and this was like they I think kind of put a little bit of maybe sound design in after she starts screaming but the second she starts screaming it's just her and i just like started laughing i was like yeah. this is not it doesn't sound good it doesn't scare me yeah
0: it's way higher pitched seriously. it's not it's not yeah it's it weird it doesn't have the tone that the 70s one had yeah, no the
1: 70s one was great the sound plus doesn't she
2: start screaming before they even start running like i had a moment i remember of being like she could have just grabbed them like well, no, she they was were just out on standing the there and she just stands in the doorway i could have sworn that he was even still inside the door when, because he's like, no, we're going. And it was like at this point where it was obvious that they were going to leave, but they hadn't even left yet. Because the kids were still upstairs. No, no, they they're, were all the yeah, they're all were down. all at the door. Yeah, they're all down at the door. Maybe I
0: just want to mean But what, what I do mean, like with this is then they run away and they meet up with the resistance that's already happening. There right. are people already fighting back and they're on a military base that are shooting guns. And it's immediately a very different feel from any of the Do other. Do we parts. ever see
2: mm-hmm. those people? Is no, again?
0: but no. this is the thing. It's like, no. there's so much potential Who are those here. guys? <laughs> Nobody
2: knows. Just keep running.
0: <laughs> but it's like, I, it made me want to see like, have you seen 30 Days of Night? Yeah. Have you seen 30 Days of Night? No. So it's like this vampire movie with Joss Hartnett, who we're going to be talking about on the next podcast, <laughs> uh, set up in the North Pole. Is it North Pole? Or up in... Somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere very Far, cool. far north, where, you know, when it's a certain time of year, it's night for thirty days basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so for vampires they all go there for a vacation. <laughs> and that was where <laughs> the idea comes from. But it's really nasty. Like it's based on a very horrible, very violent comic book. Um and it's a cool film. It's not perfect but it's a cool film. But it's that kind of feel of you're stuck in this community and as the pieces you start to realize, old there's vampires everywhere and you need, like, this resistance to kind of fight against them and people banding together. And that's what this could have been. Like, this is a moment you're like, oh, cool, it's going to take a cool turn. They're going to meet up with other people. They're on a yeah. the military base. They'll band together. It'll become like a Dawn of the Dead, 30 Days Night sort of film. Nope, none of that at all.
2: Bloop, they're gone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they just sort of disappear. We, yeah, from here, the film just gets worse for me. We cut to She's Tim so waking bad. up because of all the noise. <laughs>
2: oh my god like, just going yelling on? for his friend those are gunshots like, arnie arnie <laughs> thank you arnie arnie what are you doing arnie <laughs> just, he's not asleep
0: and we have the worst honestly i think the worst shot and edited fisticuffs scene i've ever seen where he fights his friends <laughs> who would just like just go back to sleep Did I no, tell
1: you to go back I to sleep I told you. <laughs> it'll be so much easier if you just go to sleep <laughs>
0: And then you can't even see what happens. They just like cut all around it. It's horrible. Yeah,
1: like flying arms and.
0: And then you guys pointed sense. out his. Uh, so her father then <laughs> so breaks <ridiculous>. a window. <laughs> I mean, at least it's getting funny now. He breaks a window, climbs in, and then closes it no, behind him. No, so
2: yeah, but no, he breaks it, unlocks it, climbs through it, and then pulls
1: the deck down from the top as so if the, the entire whole time we're open the whole time it was open
2: <laughs> so there was like literally like two layers of the window and then he broke the you know the temp layer or whatever and then they didn't pull the actual the la- window down i was like what the I and I was like what just happened <laughs>
0: when again you don't even need to show that i know you can just show him in the room. the
2: only reason i could think for showing that was they were trying to do an homage to the whole like in all the Breaking other ones in the, the and... lead guy has broken the window and like had to sneak back into the laboratory but then
1: just get in and keep walking I know. <laughs> but this- got that part right before. plus he's not our
0: lead it. guy i don't but know who a, is like the scientist three, guy but listen, i always don't does. know who we're meant to be following that's I the problem like I, the only person i care about is the little kid i know <laughs> and everybody else is i don't know what's and going then we on we lose
2: him and when he when we didn't find him i was like god no <laughs> it's like he's like, where did he go the only one i don't care, I care about, about these people i'm with
0: and then the screenwriter seemed to remember that they'd written Forrest Whitaker in at some yeah. point, so they come. Back <laughs> so we to cut
2: him. back to him,
0: and you get this unbelievably it. It protracted super scene long. that just goes on and on and on and on as he's basically has a standoff, <sighs>
2: popping pills
0: with yeah, like <laughs> Ali Ermi. Yeah,
2: they like, You Ali, would have a heart attack.
0: They have Ali Ermi in this fucking film, and they give him like yeah. two scenes. <laughs>
2: They're both really bad.
0: It's just embarrassing, and he, he then just ends up shooting himself. Um, and then, yeah, they try to drive out, and he tells them not to show any emotion, and clearly we've just missed that scene where somehow he changed, and again, it's, it's like you were talking about Ali, and like it's just random how quickly this stuff happens.
1: Yeah, now. they decide, oh no, right now, it'll happen in mm-hmm. 30 yep. seconds, and then he's a pod person. He just
0: becomes a pod person in the blink yeah. of an eye. This, um,
1: sorry. sorry, no. right before when he shoots himself, that was earlier, I was making note that there were two things... Oh. Two good things I had to say about this, and then one of them ended up not actually happening, but I thought it was going there. <laughs> but the first thing... So there's one good thing so there's one movie. good thing, but we're almost at the second part, so I'll comment on that as well. The first good thing that I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm, I'm glad they did that. I'm glad they acknowledged that. And it was bold of them, I guess, was acknowledging suicide. Because when you think right. about it, that is something that's like, well, no, if you're going to take over me, I'd rather just kill myself and yeah. not even be a part of this. That's so true. Has like, anyone okay, done that in the
0: previous films? No. no. And
1: that's why when they did it, I was like, oh, I don't know why I didn't even think about that. But, of course, that makes sense. And I'm glad they did that.
0: Particularly on the military base, it seems.
2: Right. I don't think that we really had access to, like, guns or really... Because the only axe that he had in the last one, he throws it away Mm -hmm. after he destroys the greenhouse or whatever. So we don't really have weapons in the ones up to this. Whereas in There's this plenty one, plenty of drugs and all of the weapons.
1: And they take five pills, they're like, No, we gotta stay awake. Oh yeah. What's the dosage? Take five of them. Yeah. Just take <laughs> it, was
2: Speed like, up. Yeah. How many should we take? One. Okay. Take five.
1: <laughs> that doesn't
0: seem safe. Like, you just cut to them O D'd on the floor <laughs> right. the next morning. <laughs>
2: I was fully expecting Forrest going to have a heart attack after all that he speedy was he popping. He was
1: like from the oh, bottle it's ridiculous. tossing him in his mouth and yeah. you'd hear the crunching. Even when f- you weren't in the room with him. That right. was
0: and it's that the fact were- that he's doing it while talking to them as if yeah. even though we're having this terrifying exchange, I might fall asleep at any second. Yeah. <laughs> so I should probably keep popping more pills. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I will say to what you were just saying, is, you know, it's true like we're now in a military base with guns and stuff. It's way more interesting for me when it's just regular people uh-huh. and there aren't weapons like this. And it's what I keep saying. I feel the same way here. It's like, well, if you're going to do it in a base with guns, you're going to have to have fun with it. Cause then it's going to have to be an action movie. Like it has to be. The
2: most fun that they have with it is the whole like when she was playing 10 questions or whatever, or never have I ever with yeah. that oh, guy, God. and then she's it like, I've never shot, shot anyone. Seconds. And he's like, <laughs> pulls his finger down she's like, really? <laughs> And then Kuwait. it becomes this thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Quit. You can almost Good. hear like the helicopters like in his brain and I'm just like, they just they ah. just stare at each other and start making out. Yep. Yeah. Which that was of the three that we've seen so far, the most like erotic kiss scene that we've seen. Oh, it was seen. so sloppy. It was super sloppy. Blah. They were trying to make it more, you know, Sexy, or what turns on, on a girl
0: more than knowing a guy's shot someone. You know?
1: <laughs> or is gonna what lick does the does whole side of people? your face
2: while making out with him. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but then you get like the controversial, that's not my dad, shoot him, shoot him. And so it like pinpoints him into this corner of being like, not again, this is just like <laughs> Um but then she ends up shooting him and then, you know, is, you know, whatever the word is, like, I can't think of the word, Re- Refulfilled and knowing that it wasn't actually her dad. Right, 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 right. So oh, this man. is my
1: second point. Is I was thinking that it was her dad, and he was like trying to yeah. keep us cool and be like, "I need you to relax and believe me." And I was like, "That'll be so fucked up and cool if it's actually yeah. her dad and she kills him. That would have been great. That's that such w- a full. It would have been great. No, it would have. Because it's like, and, like it's
2: trying to be dark, yeah, but it doesn't go there, do, it. do it. It's like dark and schlocky, but it can't decide which one it wants to be. So it gives you the setup for dark, and then goes schlocky,
1: yeah. and you're like, "What?" It- I like, like all the things after that still having if it had been her dad and she shoots him and he dies and then she's like oh fuck I just killed my dad yeah and, and then, then to still have all the pod people chasing you yeah because so you'd have to run away immediately. immediately you don't have time to deal with it yeah that would fuck that's you up so for the so rest of your interesting. life and you shot your dad
2: mm-hmm. he was trying to save you it I agree
1: completely. I so that was my great.
2: second point and <laughs> then they fucked it up <laughs> well mine that I was hoping was gonna happen is still upcoming
0: oh we'll get that um yeah i was i was just thinking something different in this scene you're completely right that would have been way, weight cooler, and it would have given actual some i would have felt something for a character because yeah. i don't feel anything exactly. for anyone yeah. other than that little kid um but for me i'm just busy questioning so wait if he was a body snatcher then body snatchers now understand how body statures act and are giving advice because he gives advice to her on like just act like you don't have any emotion and you'll be fine yep. and it's just something that just really rubbed me the wrong way with all the body snatchers giving advice on how to outsmart the body snatchers was just too cogent and too manipulative and it's just not their mo and it's not
2: necessary at this point for them like they're they're the 99 percent all he has to do is stop
0: the car yeah Yeah. like there's enough of them around like it's not yeah it's It's, very strange
2: yeah it's really weird because it's Um, like where what was his goal where was he going with them yeah he had both of his kids it's like why you, why
0: and then the little kid goes nobody believed me and she just goes Shh.
1: She's like, shut the fuck up now is not the time but it would have been great if she would have just killed her dad she would have yes. been like listen i got bigger things than you right now i just murdered I somebody know you were right but i killed our dad <laughs> I told get... you so <laughs> then we Cause get... the little kid Goes running over And he's like Daddy Daddy Like
2: he's like Being really emotional About it I'm like How messed up Would that be If it was like Not dissolving and It was just the dad
0: <laughs> Then we get Probably my favorite Scene in the movie As uh What's his name of the boyfriend Name again Tim Tim <laughs> As he goes oh God, off, so off. <laughs> He goes off To get a chopper and he's in the base, and they, they come over to him a oh. bunch of pop people, his buddies from earlier. The
2: buddy that was just like, told you, just go to sleep.
0: <laughs> and they're just trying to figure out. And he's pretending like he's one of them and that he's a yeah. pop person, which is perfect because he just looks like it. He anyone. acts like that already. And then, just as the final test, the guy just goes, Jacino, just so you know, I fucked your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and he just gives him that dead, dead stare back. And he goes, All right, let him that the bird. <laughs> Also, that was
1: it. Right before this, though, when they're pulling up to it, he looks at the girl and goes, "It's too dangerous. I'm going in there alone." And like, yeah, what a great idea. Just stay out here where you've already had all these problems. Yeah. With the out in the open, just you. out in the middle, sitting
0: now, what in you the tank was,
1: with no cover on it.
0: What he meant was, it's too dangerous out here. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I,
1: mean, I gotta protect my pretty face first. They'll never know I'm not one of here, them. I'll pick you up. <laughs>
0: I just love, I love that line so oh much. Oh my
1: god! Just so no, you know, I fucked your girlfriend. It's like, oh, it's like sort really, of yes. to be like,
0: that's she's not my girlfriend. Aliens alien that have travel from planet to planet to oh. planet, and that's as sophisticated that's as their on. testing method it's the has best, go. best on. got on, are you one of us or not? Wait, let me find. What what do boys
2: care about?
0: <laughs> Unbelievable. Jesus. Oh. Uh, so yeah, he steals a helicopter, but the others have been found and taken. <laughs> um, so he follows the metal medical truck that ran are in in a very long, just hovers scene.
2: above it, yeah, what are you with you fucking doing? Yeah, on. Yeah. just beaming down on it.
0: So you can also get to see, like, so you can see the pods, uh, which are now really small being pulled out yeah. of the water, yeah, they're smaller, they're like it's football weird. sized at yeah. this point,
2: tackling the American babies football,
0: now. maybe, maybe are going for like hamsters or dogs. Or something yeah. like. <laughs> um and then, yeah, he comes in, breaks into the medical center where all the survivors are basically being systematically turned into pods. They've got like one hospital bed with the pod person, one hospital bed with them, the mm-hmm. real person. and he comes into safer. Again, we get more mythos change here with the pod people, which, as I said, I'm not against them doing. I don't. you have to do it well. And in this scene, they make the pod people seductive. <laughs> She's all naked in her like pod person version. Terrible
2: at being a stuctress though. What is her argument? Don't.
0: <laughs> and then she put oh, in she like dang. lies on the side.
1: <laughs> She's the same as you. She's What's like, the difference? Look, it's me. I'm here naked. That one's not naked. That one you have to
0: undress. <laughs> it take so a while. Much Her hair is
2: all messed up and mine's, mine's like perfect. perfect. Was just born. <laughs> yeah. I'm all fresh and new. <laughs> She's a virgin, I'm oh a virgin, gosh, I understand, I but, like, I'm better. And okay? he seems to
0: consider it for a second as well. So <laughs> weird. Although it's very hard to know what you he's can't thinking see anything behind that dead his face dead Just <laughs> the
2: dead face.
0: Uh, so, yeah, he rescues her. Uh, they have a protracted, way too long shot of the naked version rising as well, I think, just oh, so they so can get weird. get as many boob shots as possible. Because mm-hmm. the whole movie... When you're watching a horror movie, always, I'm always interested in anyway, is the lead actress that she sign up for nudity right. or not. And with her, they hold it back. There's the bit in the bath where you see a tiny glimpse of nipple, but you feel, oh, that was an editing mistake yeah. kind of yeah. thing. Like she didn't realize. Then you get to this scene, she's just like, like
1: full on, yeah. full on like,
0: naked, just yeah. writhing around. She's like, all right. Yep. So you kind of admire them at least for saving it for the scene that needed it and not just doing it in a regular horror way. Like,
1: Yeah. It yeah. needed nudity, sure. It didn't need...
0: It didn't need to be on her writhing quite as long <laughs> at the end. <laughs>
1: They tried like it was so sexual. I was like, "This is weird. Yeah. This doesn't fit." Yeah.
0: And was he was he thinking like is she, is she thinking he's going to oh just going like, to do do me him. now in the medical tent? Oh. <laughs> do me now. Or they
2: won't know.
0: Forever. Um. Yep. So they walk outside pretending uh trucks are sent off to different parts of America. Really, really bad scene for Harley. Only again, who's just going like San Francisco, Alabama, like all yeah. the different places the trucks are going to. <laughs>
1: Orpless.
0: Again, it was something I don't maybe it was there in the other ones, but it meant to be this sort of sentient hive mentality. Yeah. And I appreciate with any hive mentality there's a leader like a Queen Bee or whatever. Uh yeah. with this one you definitely have leaders in the different groups. Like you definitely have they're always following one person. Each little group of pod mm-hmm. people following one person. Which for me doesn't really work with what pod people are meant to be. I feel they should all be no one's ruling over them. Yeah. But it might be a general well, problem. Well, and then like I the have.
2: civilian pod people don't really interact with the army pod people. Like the army regime seems to still exist pretty much as normal. Whereas the civilians don't really play a role anymore, which is counter active to what we've seen so far in the others. Like it kind of, like you were saying, becomes the sort of hive and everyone joins rank. And you don't really see that. Like the civilians sort of just, stay in the civilian quarters. Yeah, Which true. is weird.
0: Um, and then they bump back into Jen, who I suddenly realize, oh, where's she been for the whole... I was literally <laughs> yeah. just thinking, hang on, wasn't there another character in this yeah. film? Yeah, And they bump into her. She tries to test them. Um, and then, yeah, we kind of get a switcheroo on what happened at the end of Body Snatcher 78. Mm-hmm. And she is actually a body snatcher. She does a point and scream as well because as many times as they can get that cool thing yeah. that happened in the last movie. Into Hers this was
1: film. better than the moms. Yeah. yeah still not that great
0: but yeah. um and then andy they've just on the helicopter about to take off and andy appears
2: the little run oh, no we're running like crazy wait <laughs> don't leave me don't leave me this
0: just making me body. think his i just wish puppy i've been jacket
2: and everything so i cute. just really
0: want to have been on his journey the whole film i, I was like i just want this to be like goonies but with pod yeah people.
2: <laughs> that would be a great film we should make that movie
0: but instead no he's just like the sideline and jump on the helicopter Yeah. Uh, and then we find out that he is too is turned. He gets all violent with them, which again, so not like, a pop person, yeah, trait at all. Um, so they chuck him out. I love how the boyfriend is just like chuck him out, throw
1: him out. <laughs> he's like digging his fingers yeah. into his eyes. Yeah, yeah. It's very violent. It's like, Shit, this I kid. I wonder what he's like now. He's very, it's very like, different. Okay, you do this for the movie, but not in real life. Okay.
2: <laughs> when we go on the airplane, you do not attack the pilot. They don't like that.
0: And then we get a horrible blue screen or green screen maybe at this time as he falls out of the helicopter. Again,
2: such an awesome missed opportunity here for a dark fucking scene. You're throwing the most likable character who's a baby basically out of like a helicopter. That is crazy. And I was like, wow, they're really going to throw this kid out of a helicopter. And I really expected them to go really dark here. And it did like you had such an amazing opportunity and could have done it so cheaply. Like you just needed a body dummy, pull a wide shot Mm -hmm. and just have it silent. Just plummeting. Like just her fall, like the psychological thing of just watching this lifeless little kid, just like falling helplessly into the darkness. And then just like a thud sound would have been great.
1: After she kills her dad. Yeah. So good. Telling you, man,
2: you could have messed this kid up. Yeah
0: perfectly it would have been,
2: would have would been have amazing been so much
1: better
0: and you would have yeah she would have had to broken the pieces which I would yeah. have forgiven a lot she of would the have been just the movie shattered
2: by the end of this it would have been amazing
0: but i mean they do uh, to be fair they don't do it in an effective way of course I, I think i think they were trying to go dark i think for them that shot was creepy it was so bad, um, but though. it's really dumb and just pointing and screaming <laughs> certainly my modern stand is very dumb Uh, but they do go through with it at least unlike the dad like she she does chuck a little kid brother out a helicopter which is pretty dark
2: yeah but she shoots her dad which is pretty crazy
0: yeah but i mean it wasn't a dad but that wasn't her brother that wasn't her brother i guess i guess but just anything killing like a six-year-old kid on screen i feel is you know a lot um and then we go down to yeah the army people and they just say let them go no one will believe them and then the vo pops back up again (laughs) And we're going to this strange, I guess it's meant to be emotional. um, And she immediately comes in with, they said no one would believe us. And I'm thinking, how the fuck do you know? You're in a helicopter and they were on the ground having a private conversation. (laughs) But the VO seems to be dealing with what the audience has been given as information, not what the character has. Yep. um, Which kind of pisses me off. Um, Did you expect them just to flee? Did you expect them to come back and blow everything up? Because they turn a helicopter around and start using the missiles on the army base. Um, And I remember when I was a teenager, I was pretty surprised by that. I was used to seeing people just get out and flee.
2: Yeah, I kind of expected them to flee. I was surprised by how many rockets and missiles are on one helicopter (laughs) and how much gas a helicopter has.
0: I'm more surprised by the fact that the pod phone. people are on the military base and none of them use any military other helicopters with missiles or yeah. any tanks or anything to fire back at the helicopter
2: because they had well, the not, budget for yeah. one helicopter that's true <laughs> that's it because you see one the whole film
0: mm. um, but yeah it's kind of surprising and we get yeah where clearly a lot of the budget went these huge explosions mm. lots of explosions a going on.
1: Of
0: them. for they me camp. frustratingly frustrating use of the budget of this movie because i don't feel we need this scene um it is kind of cool that they turn around to try and get vengeance but it's not satisfying enough and that's money that could have been spent in much better places yeah Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and then they turn around and head to atlanta the music uh and the slow motion as they're getting sort of brought in uh by what do you call those guys who who shepherd in helicopters Traffic control, Sign- yeah. Traffic yeah. control Air, thing, yeah. Air traffic control. Um, yeah, it's purely the music and the slow motion of they slow down the voice of Tilly from earlier, doing her, you know, where you're gonna run? There's no one like mm-hmm. you left, um, and it's purely that that insinuates then that it's already got out of the base somehow. And um, that maybe
1: they're
2: just landing into another danger zone.
0: Yeah. Yep. Well, do not really understand how it would have got out of the base. Is that insinuating that it was already happening? Because there's a That's line right. earlier where he said it's happening like everywhere. But I didn't know if they meant in the world or in the base. Yeah. (laughs) It was confusing. Yeah. Uh, But it's definitely meant to be left open. Like, for sure. I've read some bits online. It's meant to be an open ending. You don't know if they're safe. You don't know Mm -hmm. if they're not safe. Um, And as if they weren't sure if their dialogue was spooky enough earlier, they thought, well, let's slow it down to half speed (laughs) so she sounds like a demon. (laughs) And then it'll be really spooky. (laughs) Before we get more bad music and... Yeah. Credits wrong. (laughs) So... I feel like I know where this is going.
1: I loved it. I Nine point five. I also highly feel the, recommend.
0: The burden of time because we're running out of options for food yeah. tonight.
1: I know we're not going <laughs> to eat. anything.
2: we have potato chips. We're hungry.
0: I'm um, done. So, Allie, Katie Watson, can you recommend and <laughs> what do you give it out of ten on a twenty point scale? Let's start with Katie Watson.
2: I give it. A three, and I do not recommend it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's it? You yeah. got nothing else to say about this film?
2: Uh, it ha- Like I said, it had potential in places for me that it could have won me, and it failed. And I personally didn't like that it was on an army base. I thought that that was kind of a weird decision, and I understand why that decision was made, but I didn't care for it. Um, I didn't like any of the characters except little kid, and even they couldn't kill him right. So yeah, that's that's where I'm at with it. You ready to
0: move on with your life?
2: Watch the '78 version, people.
0: <laughs> Allison Holland.
1: Um, like I said, I liked the suicide. <laughs> so much <star>. sighing, <laughs> lots of sighing, and lots of hand slamming, and sighing again. Um, I liked the suicide. I wish the dad had been human and she had killed him. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> you wish they had found a I boyfriend wish... whose eyebrows worked properly. <laughs> um, they are, I mean, I guess there's something to be said that they are tr- they are trying to be a different movie than the other two. Like it's on a, set on an army base and it's also the only movie so far that's tackled solving the problem. Like in the ends of the other two, we just see, we end on him screaming, you're next, you're next. Or like it's always left open and it's still going on yep. versus this one they are like, well no we can just go kill them all and maybe they were lying about it being spread somewhere else so they do acknowledge it i'm not saying whether that was done well or not but I think, <laughs> I think you are
0: i think you have for the last hour and a half
1: that's true so yeah three three five <laughs> i don't know that's a not recommend i, just, to I don't people. care <laughs> i don't care
0: um yeah i'm kind of i was shocked coming back to this movie i was really bored really really bored um, I really will say what I keep bashing on about, which is that I think the key concept of this is cool. Like I actually think the setup is great. I like the idea of this as a synopsis on a piece of paper. I like being in a secular place for once. You know, we got we were in a small town, we went to a big city in the second one. In this one, the idea of being on an enclosed space where, you know, there are parameters to it. That's kind of cool. If they tackled it in a right way, if you had bred in some character to it, and if you had allowed it to become halfway through the film much earlier than it does, it should have turned then into the exact kind of movie we've been talking about, like a 30 days a night, showing the survivors working together in an enclosed space with resources. And it could have been scary. It could have been fun at the same time. And this film didn't really seem to know what it wanted to be. And the writing was awful. The directing was awful. The music is terrible. I still think that's the worst thing um, about this film. And it does frustrate me because I remember quite liking it. I really do. And reading reviews, like like I say, people enjoy this movie. They do. Um, yep, I agree with you, Alison, that it's trying to do something different at least. Um, I wouldn't, I would still kind of, I guess, prefer to have seen this than to have seen yet another film trying to do exactly the same thing the previous two yeah. had done. When the 70s version had done that perfectly. They tried something different. That's admirable. They failed. Um, so i'm ready to move on mm. i don't recommend it to people um and i can yeah only give it like a 3.5 i could barely even bring myself to pay attention by the time it got to the end yeah as we went for it now though i did realize the ending's really funny like there's so many <laughs> stupid things if it wasn't for that Forrest whittaker scene it goes on way too long yeah And it slows everything down it's kind of you could look at it as well, it was so dumb the ending it's kind of funny sadly no it's not even quite so bad it's good which is a shame um, I do like to finish these quickly with just any extra little tidbits to do with the movie. Uh, just a couple of things. Uh, the film was actually the first film shot with the horoscope anamorphic lenses. Marty is reading The Cement Garden by Ian McEwan on her opening road I trying
2: to find out what that was because you can only see the back cover.
0: I'm a big fan of the film The Cement Garden, which is based on the book. Mm-hmm. Very strange book for her to be reading. Very arty, strange thing for them to be referencing. It's about these two, this brother and sister- whose uh, mother dies and they don't tell anyone about it the authorities or anyone and they decide to keep living how they are and they become incestuous and they become like mother and father together and stuff there's really dark very weird sexual things going on in it um highly recommend that film (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and finally an audio sample of Meg Tilly's famous lines the you know where are you going to run blah 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 was used by American industrial band Power Mac 5000 do you remember them and their song strike the match not just them also canadian industrial band skinny puppy (laughs) and their song (laughs) Dow. which i feel they're two of the reasons it has become this film is sort of known from the horror crowds Hmm. we'll be back next friday where we're jumping from the beginning of the 90s with this movie to the end of the 90s of 1998 with the faculty which is not an official invasion of the Body Snatchers movie, but it is uh, completely based on Body Snatchers. Robert Rodriguez just wanted to do his own thing with it, so it does stray from the path. Radically different. We're jumping to the other side of when Scream came out, so you can expect a very different <laughs> type of movie. <laughs> better
2: usage. Hopefully better. Of oh, funds.
0: Um, is that what you guys want now? You just want a fun version of this? Yeah, or? I just
2: want it done with some people who have some passion and excitement and just want to, yeah, be a bit more hardcore about it.
0: Okay. Yep. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I haven't seen the faculty in a long time, so I'm looking forward to this. I've
2: never seen it, so.
0: Seeing, yeah, how it pans out returning to that one um you can follow us on uh on itunes or any of the podcast feeds uh, we are geeks we are geeks and you can get our tuesday topical news uh and movies and video games and stuff podcast that goes up you can also get wednesday adrian Alders' has a show called hollywood and wine where they talk about industry stuff and every friday we have the horror channel which is this we've already done friday the 13th we've already done all the nightmares uh we've done separate ones for danny boyle for all of uh, directors films And yeah, right now, you listen to Invasion of Body Snatches, please do subscribe to us. Please do rate us. It helps us out a whole lot. We're a production company called We Are Tessellate, uh, based out of LA, London, and Tokyo. You can head over to our uh, website, We Are Tessellate, to branch out to all of these things and get in contact with us. Uh, We like to talk to you. So if you want things reformatted or done differently, or you want us to cover a certain film, we'll watch anything. We just watch shopping Mall. can happen. We're up for we really will watch anything. <laughs> <laughs> then just let us know. Uh, you can follow me on the social medias, Mister Al White, Katie Watson.
2: Uh, you can find me on
1: Twitter at Watson Dearest. Allison Holland. You can find me on Instagram at Allie Sue.
0: Thank you guys for joining me on this journey. We'll be back next Friday with the faculty.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.